1: What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Draft podcast. I'm your host Connor Livesey, joined by my co-host tonight, Dalton Miller. We are shortly going to be joined by Texas defensive back Caden Stearns. But before we do, we wanted to give you a rundown of how this uh, household podcast thing is going to go here soon. We've we're really into the interviews right now. We'd like having these guys on before the Senior Bowl, before the Combine, and that's kind of where I wanted to start before we get Caden on. Uh, the NFL announced today that the combine is going to be a whole lot different this year. Uh, they aren't going to do the whole Indianapolis day one, day two, day three deal. Uh, it's going to be a pretty hectic situation. It sounds like Dalton, what's your thoughts on the whole combine deal and how that's going to affect the 2021 NFL draft.
2: It's going to be a complete <laughs> crapshoot. It's It's going to be an S show. It's going to be absolutely insane. I have no clue what the hell is going to happen. I don't understand how they're doing this or why they're doing this. It doesn't make sense to me because, you know, in this instance, it's like either the scouts aren't going to be able to go at all, which means all of the times are worthless to these guys. You know, the running time, none of the testing matters at this point. Pretty much. The only thing that matters are medicals. Yeah. because you're not going to get accurate times. The only way you would do that is if the scouts were there in person, and it doesn't make sense if they're not going to put everybody in the same place for the combine. They're not going to have these scouts flying all up and down America and allowing them inside of their little bubbles that they're creating for themselves for testing. They're, they're not going to allow that. It doesn't. I don't understand why they couldn't just spread it out just a little bit or do different positional groups in different cities, yeah, and make these things do. make these things smaller, but still be able to get through and do all. Of the, it doesn't make sense to me, and I know that I, I understand we're in a pandemic, and right. that obviously comes first and foremost. For me, it's not about that; it's about it
1: still doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you put it. it no, no,
2: I mean it, it. Just this doesn't seem like a better way to do things.
1: right it, it doesn't really that's what i guess where my point I'm, is. I'm
2: i'm thinking about the mitigation of risk and i don't think that this way of doing things is mitigating a ton of risk
1: right exactly that's where i come in with the i don't think it makes a whole lot of sense because like you said like scouts aren't going to be able to if they are going to be able to travel then that makes it not make even more sense because you might as well just have them go to indy and do it the original way but if if they don't let them travel then you're pretty much allowing the schools to dictate what information gets out to the public which can be an absolute like you said shit show so you know it's just going to be it's going to be interesting and, and Caden's a guy who's supposed to test really well for a db safety um, so i'm interested to kind of get his thoughts on this as well and we're going to go over to Caden now, talk to Caden Stearns, Texas DB, safety. Uh, we will, we're will. we excited to have him on, and we will uh, get to him now. Caden, what's up, man? How you doing?
3: Good, man. Just got done working out. How are you?
1: We are doing great. I want to start there, actually. Um, where are you currently working out at, and how's that whole process going for you?
3: Um, I'm working out in Arizona, so I've been here – I opted out on November 30th, I believe, so uh, I came a little early before the combine just to, or just before combine training started in January, just to get acclimated and get my body back in shape a little bit, because football, you kind of obviously get beat up a little bit, so uh, I mean, I love it out here. The weather <laughs> it doesn't get cold at all, like, the people out here are really nice, so I've just been working out and just chilling.
2: What uh? What part of Arizona are you in right now? Like Scottsdale, Phoenix area, or yeah,
3: Phoenix, yeah, Scottsdale. It's it's a vibe out here. Uh, earlier, I want to say from like uh, December thirtieth, I took a trip uh, to Flagstaff and visited up there and uh, Sedona, which is like this beautiful red rock mountain. So man, mm-hmm. it's nothing but a vibe out here for sure.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. My ex girlfriend lived out there. You know, I was, oh, really? It didn't work uh, out, but cool. <laughs> <you. laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it'd be so, like that sometimes bro. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah yeah um
1: so man obviously this week they dropped the bomb on us about the combine and obviously you're doing a lot of combine training um so the combine is gonna be crazy this year it might just be a pro day they might do like certain days for certain positions it could be crazy is there anything that you're changing in your training regimen to kind of prepare for the the uncertainty around that or is it all the same for you
3: um no so uh, so far everything's still good uh is the same um, i'm sure i'll still have an opportunity to run jump bench all that stuff so just stand on top of that and just making sure that when they do get eyes on me that uh showcase my ability and show them what i'm capable of for sure but i always, got a... I always ahead, this
1: question. i always asked this question and i never get a good answer so maybe you give me a good answer but uh do you do you have any goals that you've set for yourself like run the forty in your your high jump your long jump? Do you do you have a goal that you can give us that that you're shooting for?
3: Uh, man, I I do, but I'm not like gonna share just because I mean <laughs> y'all just see y'all see when I run it like or y'all see when I go out there and perform for sure. So uh, I definitely do.
1: I'm gonna say I never get an answer, but anytime we do get an answer, we, we it's actually way off. yeah.
2: I mean, we actually got – I think we got one last year. It was Kyle Duggar.
1: Okay. Um, uh-huh. we, got,
2: we had one answer last year, and then he got, went and blew the combine <laughs> out of the water. So, like, he he yeah, was right on it did. with his numbers. But, uh, no, yeah, wanted, you know, getting to the, the testing a little bit, you know, I wrote up a little profile on you for the publication I work for, over the summer and I really liked your tape. And, and when I do all that stuff, I go back, I, I try to get background information on all these guys. And I saw, you know, you were obviously a highly rated recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, your testing numbers on the ESPN recruiting site looked really, really good for you know yeah. someone who was going to be a high school senior. Yeah. Um, but the, the one thing that I really loved most, there was a Dallas morning news article about yeah. your decision to go to Texas over LSU. It got into, you know, the relationship that you have with your brother and your mom. Um, what went down, in your words, with the, the idea or the the decision
3: to flip to Texas? Um, well, I just started really like, beginning like, man, I wasn't, I just grew up watching Texas and I was a, I mean, it was a dream school early on. And then, Uh, LSU was definitely a dream school too But my brother went to go play at Oklahoma State So I really didn't stop uh, I started disliking Texas And uh, all that So um, I had some people like let's go take a visit up there When Herman and them got up there And oh like I'm not going there like Whatever so uh, my mom just was like um, You know just Just go take this little visit Like little low key nobody's gonna know Type thing and and see how it is. So I go up there and man, it, it was a cool experience for sure. And, uh, really nothing really besides the fact of like just seeing my mom smile, just me being close to home really like is what made me go to Texas because other than that, man, I felt like regardless of where I went, I would have been solid. I would have performed and, uh, showcased my ability, but just the fact that I was right down the road from my mom's and, at that time, I had three cousins who really didn't have no type of father figure role playing in their life. So just for them to kind of interact with me and see me that what I'm doing and interacting with them just show them that, like, they can do the same thing or at times 10. So uh, that's really why I decided to go to Texas.
2: Awesome. And then, you know, kind of getting into how weird this season was, the decision to opt out. I mean, obviously, when you look at things, you know, trying to avoid injury, trying to get a head start on training, how difficult of a decision was it, you know, and and how long had you thought about the decision to opt out before you actually did?
3: Well, yeah, man, it's college is a it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky business, right? It's as much as like you go into the program and stuff to try to tell you like it's It's not really, like, a business-like atmosphere, but it's definitely, like, all that. And I will say, like, the three years of me being at Texas, it definitely opened my eyes to seeing some of the things behind the scenes that um, not too many people on the outside see. And uh, So um, it was definitely hard, though, like just from the relationships I built with my teammates at Texas and especially over this, like you said, this last year, man, it was crazy from just COVID, um, spending time with them, uh, from that because I was staying in Austin working out with my teammates. And then you had the whole social injustice issues going on and everybody was really opening themselves up from that. So it was really hard just uh, from that aspect of just being for my teammates. But uh, at the same time, man, me, I've been chasing this goal of being in the NFL for a long time. So I'm I'm ready. And, you know, you got to make business decisions because – Say so you come back and you get hurt or something, whatever the case, they can't really do nothing to it for you. So it's, it's all business.
2: Yeah. And you know, you brought up the, the social injustice side of things and I know that you had been outspoken about not singing the song. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys you know, all come together on that? Was it just like a couple of you were like, nah, this ain't happening. And then you kind of all met like how lockstep was everybody
3: on the, on the squad about that? Well, I think I would say, like, man, the what really was crazy out there, like, is, man, the media really, like, changed the narrative of what really was said and what was trying to be accomplished and all that stuff. So it really was thrown off. Um, I had teammates who, you know, who sung the song, and I have no, absolutely no problem with it, man. I understand what the song means to them right and in terms of tradition and and even family ties to them and, and stuff like that so I get it but on the other side of the spectrum you got it's tied to you know it has undertones of racism in it so it makes people uncomfortable like myself so um for me not to partake in it is is really my choice and a lot of my teammates so it was more of a respect thing you know like I'm not comfortable with, with the song. Um, I'm not going to partake in it, so I'm going to go into the locker room, but if you are, like, I still love you. You're my teammate. I understand. There's no disrespect. And that's where it came into. and then, like, again, it was just, like, the whole narrative of everything really got switched up, and it made it seem like this locker room. Like, no, it was... And that's just what the media does, right? So, uh, we really kind of, like, was in, got blown up in flames with that, but Uh, again, like, it was more so a respect thing. If you wanted to sing it because if it meant something, like, special to you, that's cool. Uh, At the same time, if it was – it it made you feel uncomfortable, then uh, you didn't want to partake in it, like, which was, again, myself, then uh, you were still respected type uh, thing and you go about your day. Um, So that's really what happened.
1: Talking to you for the, I don't know, five, ten minutes we've been talking – and it kind of matches what I see on tape, too. Like, you seem like a real mature dude. I mean, what are mm-hmm. you, 21, 22 years old? Uh, just turned mature? 21 in November. Yeah, you're 21-year-old tw- dude. Like, it sounds like you have a real gr- good grasp on, like, what's going on in the world, what's going on in sports. Like, it, that's yeah. that's go- That's good. going to go a long way in this whole interview process that you're going to right. go through. Yeah, It's, it's crazy because sure, we'll, we'll talk to guys on this podcast, and, like, me and Dalton will get off the, the call and be like, dude just doesn't get it. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, even just, like, talking 15, 20 minutes, you can, like, tell, yeah. like – they're either you know sure. there's no like humbleness to them and you gotta be humble and like football to. any sport it'll f- screw you over a million times you know you'll look like a superstar yeah. a million other times so it's like you have to have that humbleness like good grasp on like reality and i mean again we've been talking for five minutes i can see you you do have that so that always like it's crazy yeah. how normally the guys who like have that are also the guys who are successful at the next level yeah so i appreciate
3: that. that bro yeah i yeah,
1: no, for sure and and, again, you know, we want to get into the whole the, the whole career at Texas and everything, too. Um, you know, obviously you had a great career uh, at Texas. You guys had a ton of success, have a lot of players going into the league. Um, that's another thing I want to talk a little bit about is, in throughout this whole process, how have you handled, like, with reaching out to guys who have already went through this whole process? Is yeah. that something you've been doing, you know, trying to get some some help, some, some advice, you know, with training, with – interviews all that like have you reached out to guys who have you reached out to and, and how's that whole process worked for you?
3: Um yeah well so I've kind of been in between like the season just ended for or the season just ended for some of them. So me and B Jones uh Brandon Jones are really really close. Uh so I was asking him so last year because he wasn't able to perform at the combine like he made a whole binder of all the teams defenses and what they like to do yada 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 so I was trying to get a grasp of that but he was still in Miami. So he left that in Dallas. But, uh, and then Colin Johnson reached out to me and said like, whenever you're free, help on a phone call. So I haven't hit him up yet just because of respect to him having a season. So, right. um, definitely going to reach out to him. And then, uh, at the same time, my brother kind of went through the process, uh, a little differently, but, uh, just him seeing how the league is and understanding that like, it's really helped me a lot. And, uh, and then going through college for him too so I've I've been I know a lot of dudes who've kind of been through this process so it's definitely it's definitely helping me out for sure
2: yeah so uh you were talking about you know getting the the book from Brandon Jones about all the defenses and stuff what kind of defense do you think fits
3: you best um I like to consider consider myself depending on who you ask and I think I'm pretty versatile I succeed pretty most as a one high or a two high dude um and just let me get my eyes on the quarterback and I'm gonna go get the ball like for the most part. But at the same time, I don't shy away from playing man um uh at all. And when need be, I'll go really fill the alley when I need to. And I feel like I showed that uh decent amount of times on tape this year. So um, really I feel like any scheme will, I could fit into, but one that I could really show success is one that's predominantly uh, put me one high, two high, uh, and let me go Go get the ball, go it find sounds, the ball, go, go get
2: it. it. Sounds a little bit like uh, a Dan Quinn-style defense, doesn't it, Connor? <laughs> I, I, I think so. You, don't, you wouldn't have to leave very far.
1: Single high,
2: <laughs> cover three. <laughs> yep, yep. Get to run the middle of the versatile, field.
1: Versatile okay, can yep, that'd, that'd be a great fit. I, I like that fit. <laughs> For um, sure, man. It's, you know, it's somebody – so, obviously, we told you going in, like, we're – do a lot of Cowboys coverage outside the draft. We have grown to appreciate Byron Jones a lot, cornerback who played for Dallas for years. Yeah. Got ridiculed a lot because he didn't take the ball away a ton. And, like, that's kind of what – when you look at your career, like, your first year there, you took the ball away, and then you didn't. And a lot of fans who don't watch the tape don't understand (laughs) the game. They're going, oh, he's not as good anymore because he doesn't get interceptions. We are yep. two people who say interceptions are very good, but also very overrated in the yeah. landscape of things. Um, what's your take on interceptions and how important they are? And, yeah. you know, again, we, we've seen the Byron yeah. Jones roller coaster a lot. So I want to yeah. get your take on that as well. <laughs>
3: that's funny, man. Um, again, like to me, that's what I proud myself on through high school. And anything, I'm trying to get my hands on the ball, but only when it's allowed and when that's in your – in the scheme of things um, I was asked to do some pretty tasks. Most of the time it was right. either I was manning the slot or we're in pattern match cover four. Um, and so what I did when I was done playing, I hit up pretty much every team in the conference, somebody that I knew that played receiver there and be like,
0: okay, what was,
3: how are y'all trying to attack me? How are y'all trying to do things? Uh, this, this and that. And uh, you know, just get that feedback back. But like you said, man, it can be very deceiving from interceptions because there's – like, I don't want to say there's dudes, but you can be a – there's a ball magnet where the ball finds you or there's a ball hawk. But, like, I really didn't get targeted that much this year, you know. So, I did, I did my job. I right. did my job. Um, again, it could always play better. could always play better. But, uh, nah, it's really funny that you said that, though, because, <laughs> uh, again, like, I can only do so much when it turns to throwing. They ain't throwing the ball to my side or – and when they did, if when I was in a one-two high shell, I made a play if I need be. So, um, yeah, bro. So it's it's uh, funny that you said that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm interested to get yeah. uh, I'm interested to get your your uh, you know take on this as well because you you talked about the the cover schemes you played in the the pattern matches the shells you played in. What what can you kind of give a breakdown of what your responsibilities were? On defense for the Longhorns, for people who you know really don't understand the coverages, the matches, all the the responsibilities of a, because again, you know you're a lot of people see safety and then they don't understand that you're stepping in, manning up nickels, you're 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 Uh multiple spots all over the field. Can you kind of break down your your covered responsibilities there?
3: So our base defense was uh, cover four pattern match. So I mean, there's two versions of cover four. You got palms, which is kind of a re between what number two is doing with you in the corner. Number two breaks out, corner, he takes him, and you fall to uh, go over top of number one. So we did a little bit of that, but mostly it was pattern match, basically. I had number two regardless of what he did, um, playing 10 to 12 yards off. Uh, so really a lot of incompletions that I were completed on me were RPO five yard out, uh, and that's going to get completed. I'm playing – 10 to 12 yards off stuff to the um, some things I had to come down. I had to take away uh really guard number two and, and do that. Um, and then there was a decent amount. I wasn't one high uh, majority of the time, but when I was like the ball, wasn't really going in that area for sure. So um, again, but like I said, our base defense was pattern max, whatever number two does, I'm doing it uh, to a certain extent. So it's like a, Basically, after a certain amount, it's basically where you're playing man, from twelve to, or ten to twelve yards off.
2: Yeah, and I think that that when, when I guess casual fans sit down and watch, they mm-hmm. don't really understand. You know, quarters coverage is something that you know even guys that have have really studied the game are just kind of getting around to if they haven't been coaching at the high school level i mean it's just really now starting to become prevalent at the nfl level and i think that you know having guys that have have come in and done it like you have to be able to kind of explain like hey like if this guy's still vertical at, you know, five yards or whatever your keys are, I'm not going to have you give away any secrets, but uh <laughs> yeah. whatever the keys are, like th- yeah. this is what I have to do in this situation. So I think that a lot of the times people don't understand just how cerebral you guys have to be in yeah. these types of pattern matching schemes because mm-hmm. there is so much going on.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, um, and again, man, it's, 11 on 11, like, you know what I mean? Every, all the pieces have to work together because then also on cover four, your linebackers had to get their depth and drop to where where they need be. And obviously you have to be on your P's and Q's and make sure you're doing what, you're not having too much depth and you're not too shallow so where you get beat over the top. And so a lot of times, again, like I said, I was really one-on-one with obviously no reroute or nothing like that with number two. So it's me versus him. So, uh, Again, I like it though. Like I'm not like I can do it, and I feel like I proved. But like you said, like when it comes to making plays on the ball, like if I'm an opportunity to make a play on the ball, I'm going to. So yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's so funny,
0: cause yeah, going because going.
2: people, yeah, I mean, people don't like it's it's zone I guess but it's it's really turns at, at man to man yeah. like even exactly. you know it doesn't matter if you're running you know man match or zone match it's all really man and I yeah. think a lot of people don't understand that it, when you get into man coverage you're just not going to get your hands on as many football yeah. people yeah. just don't don't you know seem to understand that that's mm-hmm. what we you know obviously we went through with Byron Jones <laughs> yeah. um but you know when, when you look at your game and going forward and, and obviously the, the relationship uh, that you have with, with your mother and your brother, and would you rather, uh, and obviously you'll go and play yeah. wherever you're drafted, but would you prefer to, to be able to stay local? Or do you want to kind of spread your wings and, and fly
3: a little? Um, I think either would be fun. Like I thought like, man, it'll be, if I was to go obviously anywhere, that's sweet. But if I were to be drafted by Dallas, it would make it that much sweeter to my family as they grew up diehard Dallas fans, a lot of them. So I was born in Dallas before I transitioned to Cibolo. Uh and so like a lot of my family so is from Dallas area. So um I think also it would be cool to get out of the state because I mean that's where I played all my ball at. Sure. And to go experience. So at the same time, like Playing for your home state again, I mean, it's can't beat that at all. So, I, I would definitely love to play, especially when your your whole team or I mean, your whole family is diehard Cowboys fans, got Cowboys plates, helmets on the like all of it, man.
2: So, so there, if they're as diehard as they sound like they are, you suit up for the Giants or the Eagles. <laughs> Are they rooting for you? I mean, they're obviously going to root for you, but do they yeah. want your team to win, or are they still going to be rooting for the Cowboys <laughs> to win? Like, how diehard yeah, are that?
3: <laughs> yeah, my step pops is is Doc. Like he, he said that. Like man, if you go, if you go anywhere else in this division, I'm gonna support you. But when you play them Cowboys, I hope they bust y'all's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, all right, so so I, ask, you know,
1: I know I know you said you're you know you kind of follow the Cowboys wouldn't really, you know, maybe consider yourself a Cowboys fan. Sure. You watch some Cowboys football scene as your family's Mm -hmm. diehard. I'm wearing this Dak Prescott Jersey for every episode we record this because Uh we think very highly of Dak Prescott. We got to get your take on should the Cowboys pay Dak Prescott or what's the, what's, what's your take on Dak Prescott?
3: I think he is one of the top premier quarterbacks in the league. Um, and when the whole thing went down, I was – I don't know who I was talking to. I was like – I said, like, him doing what he did, he had he had every right to, you know, because in this game of football, it's, it's not like any other sport when it comes to physicality. And you don't know how long from – how long you're going to play. And, again, it's nothing but strictly business, right? So, for him to try to sit out and do it, like, that's why I think he should have – he should have got that long-term deal and – um Because, again, like, the injury – him seeing – or seeing him get that injury, bro, like, it – again, I really – I just watch him. I respect him as a player. I mean, somewhat know him as just a person through media or whatever. But that kind of, like, damn, like, I feel for him because he's done as much as some people will say. Like, you know how Cowboys fans are. They are very – they can get crazy um, just like Texas Longhorn fans. But – they don't – maybe not respect him as much. But he's done so much for, uh, obviously, the Cowboys. And I think when he was there, wasn't the offense for the Cowboys, like, top in the, top in the league. So, I think he should get paid pretty much, like, regardless I mean,
1: A lot. I'm telling you, you went the right way with that because if it didn't, that would have been just detrimental. <laughs> <laughs> the, the,
2: highlight,
1: the, the highlights would have to, been tough.
3: Yeah, yeah the highlights <laughs> would have just been
1: like, man, this guy stinks.
2: I'd have, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have cut that part out. For sure. I nah, cut that real. part out. <laughs> so uh, I, I like to ask, you know, because obviously you guys are competitors. You go out there every single day and you compete. You had to have one guy where you were like, this dude is different. This dude is special. Is there one one or two guys that you had to try to cover that you were like, this dude has got it?
3: Uh, man, dude, I can't even tell you, like, a couple, man. I don't have, like, the talent that I've seen in the Big 12, along along, like, our non-conference schedule, man, from you got Jalen Rager, C.D. Lamb, Hollywood Brown. Uh, my freshman year in the Big 12 championship, dude ran a triple move on me. I, like, never seen, like, you know what I mean? You talk about, like, you go to camps, and they're like, oh, they run a triple move. Oh, man, it's it's quarterback sack. Nah, like, he threw in a triple move. Um, but, uh... That was, so, that was a
2: drop eight
3: coverage, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was the same coverage. Yeah, same coverage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. And then, I mean, from last year from LSU, I played Justin Jefferson, you know. Uh, obviously, he did what he did this year, man. And again, like, he, he's good at what he does. Respect him. So, I got, I got respect for him. So, I just seen dudes that, man, as you said, man, they just got, they got it. So
2: how yeah. how difficult is it to stick with that little euro step that he has? Cause I oh. mean that's where he was really so good at LSU yeah. was was attacking dudes, you know, in quarters that were ten, twelve yeah. yards <laughs> off the line of scrimmage with that little euro mm-hmm. step.
3: So yeah, if you watch, um when I got I got beat, I mean I'll take that L on me when we lost the LSU. We were it was third and seventeen and we're playing sending a s six pressure blitz, right? So Got man on oh man, no help, cover zero. Uh we were told to back up and play at fifteen, which I wasn't I didn't think you should really do that because I mean he's shifted, you got this submit this much space and the blitz doesn't hit, now you're in a bond. Yep. So uh yeah, no, he did that arrow step on that play and it, it's real real subtle and it's smooth too. Mm-hmm. So uh like nah it, it it was hard. So uh again like Dude, you know, I mean, he you can see he worked on his craft for sure. So,
1: I got one more question, Dalton. I don't know how many more you got, but uh, I wanted to ask you, I like to ask this question a lot. Obviously, you've faced a ton of talented dudes at the receiver tight end position, you've seen a lot of good schemes from offensive minds um you've played a ton of good football your experience you started a ton of games what's the one thing that you're really trying to work on this offseason maybe you know pro day combine whatever happens there you just want to go into your NFL career like knowing you improved on that one thing maybe not something you even struggled with but just something Mm -hmm. like I want to get better at this over these next six eight twelve months
3: yeah um so Going into this season, one thing that I knew I struggled with is I really took bad angles, right? So um that's what football's all about. So I felt like a decent amount I addressed that issue. I still took some pretty shitty angles that uh if I go back I'd be like, bro, what the hell? Like that's not good football. But um uh in the off season, I really just like what the league is turning to into is just being able to play in space. So just staying on my P's and Q's, and I mean, I feel like I'm known for covering and being able to cover pretty well, so just being able to do that, and again, like, I always want to uh, make plays on the football when I can, so just being able to, like, when the opportunity comes as a DB, like, you don't expect the ball to come to you, so uh res- the receivers out here, when I got here early, they'll go get on the jugs, so I'll go get on the jugs with them, you know, so I can make sure I'm still – intact with that but it just being again too and for the most part man it's just being healthy I feel like at Texas I had dealt with nothing obviously serious like I ain't with serious but you know I just had like some nagging things here and there that just kind of happened throughout the season so um really building up my body because I don't really feel like I'm nowhere near my peak yet which is so exciting but also so like Because potential is like one of those words that you know you could be great, but you got to do it right, like you you have the opportunity to. But, um, so really just that thing, man, just being able to stay on top because you get to the league, you're gonna have to guard dudes like Tyreek Hill, and (laughs) you got to be on your P's and Q's for sure. So,
2: yeah, so I I don't think I have anything serious. I mean, I could sit here and talk ball all day, but (laughs) I think if there's we
1: could spend hours.
2: If there's one, for real? if there's one question that I like to ask, it's you know going up against guys at the NFL level and stuff <laughs> like that. For a, a DB, I, I need to ask if there's one quarterback in the NFL yeah. more than any that you would like to intercept. Who would it be?
3: Oh, right now, there's two of them. I'd say it'd be Pat Mahomes for sure, and uh, I'd say Aaron Rodgers. Those are two of that. That's I good anchors. So,
2: two, two of the
1: best. So glad you didn't say Tom Brady.
3: <laughs> I, I respect Tom, man. He's 40 years old and still doing it, but I don't think – I mean, he's still, he's a GOAT, right? Like, I'm not trying to take away from him, but right now he's not the best quarterback in yep, the league. So. Exactly. Gosh, yeah. man, the guy's answered
1: go. all the questions right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You might just be the, the third host on the show. We'll just have you on every hey, week. I'm, hey,
3: I'm for it. I <laughs> <laughs> Before again, I could talk ball all day. I love watching film. I love doing all that. I'm sure y'all guys get into that. So I, I can I, tell.
1: I mean, from from like you know talking about Brandon Jones having the book you wanted to get it. From talking about talking to get, reaching out to guys you're playing against and seeing how they're going to attack you. You sound like a guy who's serious about you know studying the game. You know, mm-hmm. really just perfecting your craft. And that's that's what it's all about. You know, and yeah. that's what love having guys like yourself on who can really just break things down for the listeners and. And just can tell that you're serious about the game. You you have a love for the game, and you're you know you're yeah. gonna be successful at the next level. So we we, we can't appreciate you enough for coming on and, and talking ball with us for for a little bit longer than I think we expected. But hey, ho- hopefully we didn't waste too much of like your it. time.
3: Man, you did it, man. Again, I enjoyed this interview, and I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. I, you know, cool man, cool people.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, man. We were on Caden Stearns, Texas safety. He's a big, long, physical guy. Can cover, can can fill the alleys. He can do it all. So uh, if you're a team, hopefully the Cowboys needing a, uh, <laughs> a big, versatile safety that can cover, uh, he'll be a guy that your team definitely wants to draft. So uh, we appreciate it again, Caden. Thanks so much for coming on. This is talking the draft.